everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teardown. My name is Jeff Buck, and I'm along with my coworker Jordan Bianchi, and one more guest that we didn't even tell you about because I'm I didn't really I mean pinching myself that we could even get a guest on the Teardown. I think we we've never had a guest. It's Steve O'Donnell from NASCAR. Surprise, everybody! How are you guys? Good good to be here with you. We appreciate you being on the uh, podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, this is great. It's good to see Jeff at the track, too. Man, this, is, this is big news. Big news. I know. I mean, first of all, uh, we'll, we'll talk about all things Phoenix. We're here at the track. We've just witnessed the championship race. But uh, the first thing is you have made it through the season. I mean, you did it. <laughs> it's uh, it's a miracle. I think uh, the, the whole industry, um, from, from you guys in the media, kind of signing on board with, with what we're going to do from protocols, all the drivers, all the teams, the tracks, um, you, you name it. Uh, you know, this is incredible effort by everybody saying, all right, we're going to try this and, and we'll give it our best shot. If it doesn't work, we'll go back to the drawing board. But somehow we got to Phoenix and uh, we're able to crown all our champions out here, which has been awesome. So uh, Jordan and I on, on the teardown, right when, right when you guys were going to go back in May, it was, I was like, this is going to go either two ways, right? <laughs> NASCAR is going to come back. And uh, it's not going to work out because yep. nobody had come back yet. And it's going to be like, this is going to be terrible. And all the, the national media is going to go, oh, those, you know, the rednecks, they came those back to back. Yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> or if it the other way, it's going to be like the biggest accomplishment in NASCAR history. And I think that honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke just because you're here, but this is like the greatest achievement, in my opinion, in NASCAR history to get the season in what we've just witnessed. Oh, it's, it's been pretty cool. I, you know, what, what was neat about it is, um, we learned a lot of lessons along the way too. And, you know, one of them probably as an example is just Darlington, right? You know, we, we left and you guys know you've been around the sport a long time. Uh, we moved out of Darlington when the sport was growing. Let's move out West. We got crushed by a lot of fans at the time. We kind of said, Hey, you know, we're, we're making the right move. Right. But when you look back on it, you know, those are our hardcore fans and COVID enabled us to say, wait a minute, we got a racetrack here. Everybody loves, we got a racetrack to keep going. And then it made us stop and say, why aren't we there twice next year? Um, similar with Atlanta. So it was one of those little things that we were able to get through the year, which has been awesome. But I look at some of the lessons we got for it that uh, could have been tough ones, but helped us as well for next year. So it's been, it's been wild. What are some of the big lessons that you can apply towards next year? Because, I mean, you've, you've gone to one-day shows, no practice, no qualifying, and those moves on the surface would say, that's crazy, that, that can't work. But those have actually been very popular among, among both competitors and it seems like fans as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a balance, Jordan, right? You look at um, to, to enable us to get through, we had to go no practice, no qualifying. So there are those that would say, hey, the racing's better because you can't you know, dial in your car as much and you got to make tweaks during the race. But one of the hallmarks that uh, we want to get back to as a sport is is the accessibility for the drivers. You know, we, we kind of got away a little bit from that and the sport exploded. And you look at this transition of drivers we've got now and, and some younger drivers coming up. You know, we want to get back to more open garages. We want to get back to more of kind of what got us to that growth spurt. Uh, obviously, we can't do that immediately with, with what we got going on with COVID, but but that was one of them for sure to, to really kind of recognize that this is hopefully a temporary move. And, and then the other thing is just, you know, you're forced to communicate um, in a different way, of course, but uh, I think it got us back to our roots of just – we need everybody to succeed. Like we, we could not have gone back racing if NASCAR just said, here's what we're doing, everybody show up. We would have been dead in the water, right? And, and everybody had to buy in, everybody had ideas, uh, which was awesome. And I think it had everyone at NASCAR realize that 
people put aside all of their kind of, you know, their own little things of, hey, you know, this may not work for me. You know, race team, right? They're there to win. Um, and sometimes they don't give a crap, right, about what's good for the sport. Everybody leaned in and uh, said, hey, we got to get back racing and how do we do it? And uh, that, that was amazing to me seeing everybody do that. So when you woke up this morning or when you got to this weekend and, you know, it was apparent that there wasn't going to be some crazy five-day rain delay like Texas or some, you know, uh, earthquake to d disrupt things or whatever, and it, it was actually going to happen. I mean, what, what's been the sense of relief that you guys actually made it to the finish line of this after all navigating political climate and a pandemic and, and just everything that it took to get to this point? You know, I found myself, I called my wife and I was a little bummed out and I was like, what's wrong with me? And I think it's because there was so much that went into this and it was hard, but it was kind of fun. You know, you, you, everything was new. Every day was new. And then even coming into Phoenix where we thought, OK, you know, just get to Phoenix and then the election. And then you're like, geez, we might not even what what if we can't even race? And, oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh, what do we do? And then, uh, you know, I'm sitting up in race control and, and you talk about and Ford will kill me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You talk about, you know, what could happen today. Right. And um, Kevin Harvick, phenomenal year. Right. And we had everybody saying, you know, different championship folks who are new. Uh, Kevin Harvick leads every lap, beats everyone, just crushes the field and stands up and says, you know, I won this thing, right? And and we we would have a tough, you know, that that would be tough for us um, because he did have a phenomenal year. But I think ultimately uh, it worked out today, uh, and just in terms of you know pretty clean race as far as we've we've seen. But uh, that's okay. Um, and it was one of those that uh, I think it was great to get through it. But uh, a little bit sad that it's over, but also kind of pivoting to look forward to you know what can we do for next year as well. Well, let's talk about the race, um, and we'll each we can each give our thoughts on it. We yeah. want you to be an analyst here too. Uh oh. Um, you know, obviously. Uh, so I remember the last time I saw you. Actually, we were we were standing on pit road here at Phoenix because um, they had just done the the um, short uh, other rules package, the lower downforce rules yep. package uh, for the short tracks, and it was the first try at it for this year in in March, and it worked great. So you came down. And we came to the media bullpen and everybody was like, man, that, that went really well. I guess this is going to turn out uh, pretty well for the championship race. Um, at the end of stage two, we saw glimpses of that, right? I mean, the Keselowski battle there with Elliot and he's able to pass him. And it's just like, oh, dang. Um, obviously, then there's no uh, there's no cautions. No, you know, nobody crashed. Nobody spun. No debris. There's nothing to really call. So it went kind of clean. So I'm sure fans are being like, oh you know, Homestead, you know, oh, why they go to this track or whatever. But I mean, barring a, a caution, like in the trucks and Xfinity, the racing was there. It's just, I mean, you're probably one caution away from having the action and some crazy chaotic restart. Um, you know, personally, I thought it was pretty decent. I just don't know what you could have asked for. I mean, especially for me from a championship race, I, I like to see it play out how it should. Um, I think the fastest car won. So, I mean, to me, I, I was kind of satisfied with what I got. I mean, yeah, you know, maybe maybe some more uh, one late restart or something could have could have been fun. But at the same time, if that would have changed the outcome and then people would have been like, oh, man, I feel so bad for Chase. Sort of like with the Brett Moffat thing Friday yep. night. You know, I don't know if that would have been as satisfying. So that's that's my take. Jordan, what do you think? I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was it was it was it was I thought we saw more green flag passing than what I was a little concerned about was I thought. Maybe the guys would get spread out a little bit and we wouldn't get those cautions. 
and we didn't get the caution today, but we still saw Chase Elliott come up from the back and make passes. We saw Elliott and Keselowski exchange a lead. Um, I was encouraged by what we saw today and in the, the side-by-side racing. And like you said, you know, it, one caution at the end there probably changes everything. And we're probably talking about, you know, a wild finish. But it, it is nice to kind of see a race play out on its own. And the best driver and the best team won today. And they won convincingly. And I think that says something about them and, and the format itself. What do you think of the race, Steve? Yeah, I uh, I agree with you guys, which is rare. No, but uh, <laughs> so so I look at it uh, in two ways, right? You could have had uh, that late race caution and the Sheldon Creed moment for the trucks, right? But you know, I, I read a lot too. That's why I got off some of the social media. But <laughs> but you you do see, hey, it all came down to that, you know, two two lap shootout. Um, but by seeing the race play out today. You know, we got accused for, for years of, you know, too many debris cautions. Um, we've gotten away from that, and I think our team has done a nice job in, in race control. And I think what you saw today was a true team championship. No matter which one of those four was going to win, they all ran up front. Um, they all had a chance to go out there and try and lead. Pit stops mattered. Green flag pit stops mattered. Um, you know, when you were coming in, all the strategy. So um, I liked what what, what happened. I, I thought that, uh, sure, you know, with 40 to go or something, if you, you had one more yellow, maybe tighten them up. But, you know, when we had, I think, 50 or so laps to go, you have the top four within, I think, two, two seconds, which – you know, when, when you look at the old package, uh, folks would probably be on me. You guys would probably be on me tweeting that you couldn't pass the leader. Um, we watched the leader stay out there and, and block everybody for 50 laps. And we saw Chase come through the field. We saw him make that pass of the two car when we came back out. So I, I agree with you, Jeff, that the best car won today. Um, and that's the way it should have been and, and uh, ultimately won the championship. Well, and the other thing is, perhaps with this package, if this race last year, if it had been the old package, you might have had a, a Joey Logano, um, Texas-type situation where he had the lead coming out of the pits, and he was ahead of Chase Elliott. You know, maybe he could have used the air to block, and people would have lost their damn minds over that. Had But in, today, you see Chase Elliott is able to um, just drive right around him, get past him. He was a faster car. He was able to do it. The one thing I, I think you could make an argument for is that Keselowski's pit crew uh, cost him a couple times. And yep. that kind of probably deprived us a little bit of seeing, like, I, I would have liked to see a late race showdown. Like, had Keselowski not lost that track position, had he been able to challenge uh, Chase, you know, that might have been compelling. I, I you know? totally agree with that. He went, uh, I think, what, first to sixth on the, on the one stop where he had – what probably was the, the best car at that time. You know, he I, we were all shocked in, in race control when he came out and passed Chase and, and held him off and, and looked like, all right, when they come down pit road, if he gets off first, you know, is Chase going to be able to catch him or is it over? Um, and I think a lot of us thought it may be over. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, it was tough. I mean, it, it's amazing when you think about – you know, a pit crew and just maybe giving up one spot, two spots, three, um, which isn't that many in the grand scheme of things. We got 39 cars out there, right? But we saw today and, and what, what can happen. You know, every, every spot mattered all year long. Um, we saw it and how the format played out, and we saw it today of, you know, everybody matters on the race team as well, which is cool about the sport. And also. it's the second straight week, too, where we've seen a crew member impact the race. I mean, Chase Elliott wouldn't be in the final four. Had his Jackman last week not gone back and touched the wall. So to underscore your point, it is a total team sport. It's, yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was unbelievable. Like we, you know, we were up in race control and and we've got the pro trailer. You know, that makes it. It's kind of an automatic call and it signals when when something goes. So on that one, you know, you, you flag it and we we're like, oh, all right, make the call. I was a little unhappy because I wanted to make sure. 
you know, we were right on it. We told our uh, race director to communicate over the radio and then replayed it a second time and saw that we, oh, he had actually gone back and it's in our rule book. So uh, I, I was amazed at the foresight to, for, for him to be able to go that far out, which I've not ever seen in a stop. You can make the argument, should that be allowed right in the future? You know, because it was made just to kind of take that step and go back. This was more than that. But, you know, they did what was in the rule book and, and pulled it off for sure. It's a, it's a great point, Jordan. You, you forget, you know, I forget that we were in Day- Daytona this year at the 500, right? You forget that that was last week, too, that we we're not even talking about this. You know what's amazing, too, like, Jordan, is that, um, like, say last year's championship, right, at Homestead, you had Martin Truex Jr.'s crew put the tires on the wrong side. You had Denny Hamlin's team, they put the giant piece of tape on and, and hurt themselves. This really was a race today where, except for Keselowski's crew having some slow stops, nobody, none of the drivers made mistakes. I don't think, I mean, I can't think of one mistake that any of the championship drivers made. The teams were on it. It was just, it, it played out how it, it should have been with the fastest cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. It was, a, it was, it, it comes down to me is it's a total team sport and you, you want to see a natural conclusion. You don't want controversy. You want, you want the great finish. And even last year, I thought it was interesting to watch, you know, Martin Truex Jr. with the tires, to watch Denny Hamlin with the with the tape. And when you guys are watching this, Steve, up in the tower, are, are you just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened? <laughs> like, can you see things like that unfold? I mean, yeah, they, they, you nailed it. I um, mean, you'll either hear Scott Miller or somebody like, you know, what happened because we we don't know right away either, right? We probably hear it when when you guys do or hear it over the scanner, and then you hear some of the mistakes, and you're like. Wow, you know, because you're with these guys all year long, and you're with they're the top of the game. I mean, engineers, everything, and you're like, wow, this one move, how could that possibly happen? But you know, it's a pressure situation, right? It's the NBA where a guy hits you know 98 percent of his free throws, but you're in the finals with one second left. A little different, right? You might see somebody throw up a brick or something happens, and you're like, oh my gosh! And I think the pressure's on throughout that, and it, it changes it up. And the the other point is. And it's hard, and I've never really known how to get this across to even newer fans, but the ability for Chase Elliott today to hit his marks at that speed every single lap, right? The ability for Logano, all four of those guys, even as they're making moves to do that, is really hard and really hard to translate to someone who's not a race car driver. Um, And and I think today those four were, you know, they were – they were at the top of their game with no mistakes, and, and it played out. Did they, did, to me, this kind of felt like a changing of the guard in some respects. I, I have a lot of flashbacks to the 1992 season finale. That was Richard Petty's final race, Jeff Gordon's first race, and you kind of the generations kind of crossed there. To me, it kind of felt like that today too, with with Jimmy Johnson retiring, and then his teammate Chase Elliott taking that next step and winning a championship. And you kind of see Chase as this, you know, maybe the future of NASCAR. Did, did you feel like that too, or from that respect? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, I, I look down and, and you see a lot of guys that uh, Jimmy, you know, who's, who's a friend. And, uh, you know, I've kind of been in NASCAR as he's been in NASCAR. And, and as Mike Ford's, you know, doing the interview with him, it's surreal. Like, wait a minute, this guy's actually he's going away. And, and oftentimes you think, uh-oh, you know, where's the sport going when you have big names retire? But, you know, throughout our history, we've always had kind of that, that next driver up who, who comes in. And, and today, I think with that chase moment and Jimmy, was, was was cool. You know, I, not something I ever would have thought through today that, hey, you know, Chase wins the championship and Jimmy's going up and, you know, they're exchanging, you know, whatever they talked about. That was a cool moment, I think, for the sport just in general. And then, 
we talked even prior to today of a lot of the drivers coming up through Xfinity and, and some who have, you know, slowly made their mark or have some interesting stories and, and have a lot to prove candidly, you know, and I, and I think it'll be interesting over the next year or two to see some of these drivers who want to step up and, and be the storyline and want to be the driver that you guys go to and interview and have a voice. Uh, some that may have a lot to prove and, and some that may surprise us, I think. We've, we've really lost, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, as, as media people, you, you lose uh, Dale Jr. And, and Gordon and Stewart and Carl Edwards. And now, um, you know, you, a great personality like Boyer, um, a statesman like Jimmy. You know, I'd even throw like a Jeff Burton in there. He was always coming in. And, yep. You know, he, he gives these great quotes and perspective. Um, Chase is an interesting guy in that I still don't feel like he's really warmed up to us as media yet. He's, he, he's guarded with us, guarded with probably a lot of people, really. Us too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what what do you want to see out of his sort of reign as champion? We always sort of place this emphasis on champion almost being like the president or something, like they have this new platform. Um, what, what do you want to see out of his year uh, as the reigning guy? Uh, that's a great question, Jeff. I, for me, I, I think I want to just see him be himself and enjoy it. Um, too often you see drivers who um, have to perform at the top of their game and it stops being fun. And for him, you know, still a very young guy, um, got a ton of fans, right? And that's a lot to live up to at times and a lot of pressure. And I think sometimes you just want to do your own thing, right? Hang out with your buddies and, and have a good time. I think Chase likes to do that as well. Um, but, but enjoy it and enjoy the ride. And I hope we can enable him as a sport to do that. And then I think surrounding him with some of the drivers we have uh, coming up and that, that are fun um, and can put more of the fun back in the sport. I think we missed that for a while. It's really odd to think that COVID um, and through all this has maybe forced us to take a step back, but I think it has, um, even for me personally, to recognize that, you know, what we do and what we have as a sport is pretty cool um, and get back to enjoying, you know, what, what happens on the sport, not take things too personally like I can do sometimes and, and, and just go into 2021 with some momentum and realize that we pulled off some things. Chase is going to be a great champion. He's popular. Um, he's got that history tie, which is which we've missed uh, for a while, too, and I think that'll be cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What what is your number one goal this off season? As you go into it, obviously you want to recharge and relax. Probably have a beer because you you deserve it. Drink some tequila. But what uh, <laughs> what is that number one goal for you this off season? Looking into twenty twenty one. Man, um, I wish I wasn't saying this, but I think it's it's uh, dealing with what's in front of us with COVID still, and it is. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to be in it for the foreseeable future, um, and for us, it'll be getting back to racing in a smart way and getting back with as many fans as we can in a, in a safe way. Um, but what's probably most important is the, the team sponsorship and the access for those who help us put on races. Um, and that has been really tough and, and really challenging not to be able to, uh, you know, entertain folks at the race, not to be able to have sponsors who spend a lot of money to, to activate at racetracks. So if there's a way we can figure out 
either how to do that in a safe way or how to do that remotely. I think that's going to be a big priority for us as a sport. Um, but really make sure that, you know, we've got a plan that we're going to Daytona. Here's when we're racing and we can be as confident as possible with you all that, um, you know, here's our season. Here's plan B if we had to go that route and, and just be smart about it like we were this year and not have to kind of constantly change every week. Uh, it's going to be tough. But. So, uh, you know, I, I have to ask, it's, it's, I'm so curious about this because, I mean, every time I tweet anything, somebody tag, a lot of people tag you in a tweet and be like, you see this OD Steve? Like, I mean, people take out their anger on you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I shouldn't laugh, but I mean, it's, it's like a, it's so predictable. Um, Twitter has gotten extremely, I mean, even for me this year, um, you know, with, with the Bubba stuff, uh, it, it's yep. been so unpleasant for you. I, I look at your mentions every now and then, cause I'll see what other people are tweeting. I don't even know how you can look at it. I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, some people are just, they're just taking out their anger on you. So how do you deal with that? How do you view that? Like just, uh, that sort of reaction that's always coming your way. So I, I feel bad in a way. And, and let me see if I, if I state this right. So I got on Twitter originally because no one was on it from NASCAR. I didn't know what it was. I wanted to learn about it. And I honestly got on because I wanted to interact with the fans and just try and ask questions. Um, probably knew at that point that there'd be some negativity, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, over the last year, um, I've probably stayed off Twitter. And the reason was um, the negativity got so bad, not that I couldn't take it, but more that I lost the ability to even interact with fans. Mm. And, the, and the positive part that I saw of Twitter was 100 kind of FUs and then, you know, maybe one question. Yeah. And it became a place where I looked at that just, you know, negatively affects just your outlook on the day. And, and it also was something that is hard to balance in that, you know, Twitter isn't everything, right? Twitter isn't the entire opinion of everybody. So I wanted to try and take a step back and balance that. Um, I still look at it because I think there's a lot of great information there. I totally understand. Listen, I'm, I'm the referee, right? Fans are going to go off on you. That's part of the job. And that's what I signed up for. I'm good with that. I don't, you know, people can say whatever they want. I would say probably the toughest part though, Jeff was the, uh, was Talladega, um, about when race came into it and really just some of the hate that's still out there that to me was just disgusting. And I have no tolerance for, or no time for, you want to get on me about the racing? I don't care. That's part of your, you know what? I'm glad people are passionate, right? That's what makes yeah. NASCAR. So for me, um, you know, people hate some things on the rules package, but yet some of the new fans love some of the, and it's, it's a balance. Um, your race score usually lines up, which is good. Um, there's sometimes I want to call bullshit, but hey, <laughs> I, I go easy for it doesn't let me, but I think it's a good balance. Usually, you know, I, I usually can tell, um, I'll go on there and vote every once in a while, try and stack the vote, but I, I can usually tell, um, you know, your, your score and your reaction, um, usually mirrors kind of what we see or what we feel and, and how our fan council or how we even internally grade ourselves. So uh, every week on this podcast, Jordan and I take a guess before the poll comes out. We take a prediction of what the Was It A Good Race uh, poll oh. score will be. 
And then this during this playoffs, uh, we've had a competition. So I'm up 5-4. Jordan says he doesn't oh, care at all. it's a big one, Jordan. Yes. Um, he cares. Look at him. He cares. He's but <laughs> I'm, I'm the creator of this game. So as the commissioner of this game, uh, we're offering you. Uh, so I'm up 5-4. He, he has four. He could tie. We have a tiebreaker. But we're going to offer you, if you beat us in this, well, I'll take a guess. You Your guess will be worth six points. So um, you can win the playoff. Was it a good race poll just wow. by showing up here today? Oh man! If you get this correct, uh, whoever's closest this out of is our a three tough guesses, one. I have no idea on this one. But go, uh, it's going to be well. We we debate it and talk it out. So we'll we'll let you go last if you want. So you can sort of prices write us if you want. Uh, Jordan, you're down one. Do you want Do you want to go first? I, I will go first. Elliot winning the race, Elliot winning the championship is going to be very very popular. I thought the racing had its moments. It was pretty good. Uh, I'll say 80%. Nah, I think you're too high. I think you're too high because people are going to be, uh, first of all, nobody likes change. And so people are going to take this <laughs> opportunity to be angry that it's not Homestead for whatever reason yep. and vote with that. Even though they like Elliot, Elliot by, will offset by the way, some of that. Just, just, I hope you put this out there, though. We'd probably be racing Tuesday at best in Miami. I saw there's a tropical it's, storm there's a there hurricane right now. Right now. Yeah. yeah, so that actually worked <laughs> so out pretty well. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this season would not be over yes. yet. Um, <laughs> so I think that obviously Elliot, a lot of people will be very happy about that. But I think people are just, there's, the non-Elliot fans are going to be like, oh, this wasn't, you know, if there had been a late caution, obviously. Yep. That would have changed things. So I was thinking more honestly, like around 70. Um, so you have 80, I have 70. Steve, what, what's your thoughts on this? I was more where you are, Jeff. So I'm gonna go. Uh, hmm. See, you could you could block me out, or you can you can go on either side of me and and really mess me up here. Man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 72. Okay, 72%. You left me a little room. That I was left, very yeah, polite yeah, you. got a little room. Yeah. You could have gone 70.1%. <laughs> all right, so we'll, we'll see. If it's, if it's somewhere in the 70s, you're going to have a decent, decent shot. All right, all right. Good yeah. deal. And then, and, and then I get to – how about I get to put in the 500 vote just before we get going? Okay. <laughs> a pre-race a pre poll. That's, that's good. I like that. I like the, the pre-race pre prediction. Um, Jordan, any final thoughts on uh, this race this season? I know we're, we're all over the I place here. I can't believe we are here at the end of the season. It's been a year. A lot's gone on, um, but it's on time, which is, as Steve touched on, is, is remarkable to think about that the season is ending when we thought it was going to be in the place that we thought it was going to be. It's been a transformative year, and I think NASCAR is going to be better and smarter about things going forward because I think you guys learned a lot about what you can do and I've said this before but I give you guys credit for for saying you know we are willing to try anything this year to to get back to racing and it's okay to miss we may not everything be, be a successful may not be successful but we are going to figure out some things that do work and you guys deserve credit for that and I think we talked about a little bit those are some things that you can apply to you know 2021 and beyond whether it's practice no practice qualifying you know whatnot cost control I think a lot of good came out of a really bad situation this year. For me, um, I mean, when you think about how this started, this this year has just been, I think there'll be like sort of a, a 30 for 30 about this year <laughs> someday or something, because um, this year opens with uh, the, the president of the United States coming uh, in an election year. The race, you know, gets, you know, you have the Air Force One imagery, then the race gets rained out. Then the next day, we all thought, 
oh my gosh, is Ryan Newman dead? And that was yep. how this year started, like with this heaviness hanging over us. He survives, and we come here, and, and you know, the, the West Coast swing was a good start to the year. I mean, uh, the Phoenix race here was racy, and everybody's like feeling optimistic. And then it just ends, or it just like stops. And, and then all of a sudden we had the whole iRacing thing, like, and, and everybody pulls together, and, it's, and everybody's watching, you know, simulated video game type races on TV, on national TV. And we're like, what is going on? And then you guys are the first sport back. And it's like, that is the next thing that takes place. Um, and then there's midweek races and one day shows and everybody just manages it and comes together. And ultimately you get back on the schedule miraculously, you get every single race in and you have a new first time champ of the most popular driver, which by the way, I mean, there really hasn't been that many popular champions, uh, over the years. I mean, a lot of them are drivers that people, a large portion of the fan base doesn't like. Yep, yep. So that's a, a game changer too. So just this entire year as a whole, um, is just going to be so, when we look back on it, I think we'll just be mind blowing. And, uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's over. It doesn't feel like it's, it's over. I, I think that adrenaline high is going to take a while to wear off. I, I agree with you guys and, and appreciate what you guys have done at the athletic. I mean, you look at even, you know, where that started from, right. And seeing it evolve and sitting down here with you guys now and, and the popularity of it and how kind of mainstream it's become. Um, and that's all new, right. That's all just a new way to, to go and, and get content and, you know, I, same thing, Jeff, I look back, you know, Sunday night, Daytona, or I guess it was not Sunday night, but you know, I'm wondering at the hospital, right? What, what, what are we dealing with here? And, and you said it all the way through getting here to, to this championship. And, and we've had a, you know, a bunch of different champions, but to your point, you know, not a most popular driver who's been a champion. Um, I think the sport's got some momentum. It's, it's neat to see some new ownerships, uh, folks come in, uh, you know, one more year with the car and then we go to the next gen. So, um, there's a lot to get done, but, uh, you know, I've been here a long time and, and been through some challenging years, um, where we've had some pretty candid conversations, but, you know, I, I believe where we're going is, is the right direction. And I think we've got a group that, uh, that gets it, uh, is willing to make some quick decisions, you know, and, and go back and, you know, we're going to make mistakes, but I think people are okay with that now. And, you know, we're not going to bullshit you either, right? When we make a mistake, we're just going to own it and say, hey, we tried and, and we screwed up and we'll do better. And that's kind of the attitude we have, you know, as we're calling races too. We don't want to make mistakes, but if we do admit it, you know, it's not the way we used to be of just, you know, hey, don't admit everything and, and go <laughs> yeah. on, right? That, that doesn't work. So I think you're seeing, you know, through Steve's leadership and, and the France family that, you know, we've, we've got some momentum and hopefully we can deliver in Daytona. Hopefully we can have as many fans as possible and, you know, we don't have to ask if you guys would be coming. We know, right? And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate you being here. Um, you know, that's not easy with everything going on. So uh, thank you for, for a great year. No, and thank you. I mean, you guys have been uh, – I've been around a while. It's There's definitely been some challenges over the years with uh, NASCAR leadership or, you know, getting answers. And uh, this this current group is is much different. It's, it's definitely the new wave, and I think uh, it's from a media standpoint – just getting answers is easier, getting information. And uh, also, I, I think it, it takes the bite out of things when you when you do admit a mistake. Yeah, people are going to be mad. But instead of, you know, the old the older days when I first came in, it was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Not you, <laughs> yep. but, you know, no, whoever was, you know, fair. that's what we I probably did. it. You know, like the, I'm not going to name names, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd go to the back of the hauler and people are like and you're like what did I not see that correctly? I mean, it's just, so that that's all different now. And, um, it's, it just makes it easier to cover and, and not my blood pressure doesn't go up as much. So 
No, <laughs> mine either. And, and I think at the end of the day is realizing, at least for me personally, too, that we're all just people trying to do a job, right? And it's okay to go have a beer afterwards and disagree uh, at times. But, uh, you know, I think you and I have done that. But I, I appreciate, you know, what you guys do. So um, hopefully we can have some beers in the off season. Yeah, well, listen, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, of course, if you're listening to this, this is not the end. We are planning to do these podcasts uh, every week during the offseason. Cool. So we'll have a lot more to talk about from this race, from the season. We'll be breaking everything down. We'll be talking about offseason news. Um, tons more to come, but we appreciate everybody listening all year long to the teardown. Um, you guys are what make this happen. So uh, stay in touch. Keep listening. Keep watching our Twitter feed for more. And uh, we will talk to you next time on the Terror